0: Just treat it as a good experiment. like don't think of it as like kind of right, we've got to nail this business idea and all that kind of stuff. Use it as a learning curve, use it as an opportunity to bring something that you know it essentially just comes out of your imagination. So use it and, and have fun with it.
1: Welcome to Lawagon Wagon Live. This week, hear from our alumni themselves at our panel
2: event. We love hearing from our old students who have gone on to do amazing things post bootcamp. They've come back to tell our current students honest advice about their experience before and after graduating.
0: Hi there guys. Um, my name is Jack. I uh, graduated Le Wagon in March last year, so almost a year ago. Um, I uh, came from a background um, of filmmaking, so freelance film director before I joined the Wagon. Since I graduated, uh, I then uh, launched my own um, startup called Wrinkle, um, where I uh, strapped after the boot camp, spent four months with a fellow course mate building a, a product. Um, we're very close to launching uh, the web app, um, so watch this space. So I went more down the kind of entrepreneurial route um, after leaving the uh, Le Wagon. So that's a little bit about me.
1: Hi, I'm Tanya. Um, I did the batch with Jack last year this time. Um, I changed my career last year from nursing to coding. Uh, <laughs> so it was a massive change. At the moment, I work for a company called Trade.io as a back-end Node.js developer. So um, that's my first job since I finished my boot camp.
2: Uh, Hi, I'm Alice. I finished the batch in December, so quite recently. And I now am a product manager at BUD, which is a FinTech
3: startup in Old Street. Uh, And I used to work in recruitment, so again, quite a big career change for me as well. Um, Hi, I'm Nyla. I was batch number 173, so I finished in September 2018. Um, Before doing the wagon, I worked in business intelligence and corporate investigation, so quite another big change. Um, And I now currently work at Charlie HR, so yeah.
4: My name's Raj Panasa. I'm, I was a partner in a law firm before I came on the batch, and I finished the same time as Alice um, in December. Um, I'm still a partner in a law firm, but that's not because I didn't like coding. Um, it was all part of a, of a plan, and I can tell you a little bit more about it later, but um, I, I've, I've coded every weekend since I've I finished the batch, so it's not like my coding journey is anywhere near finishing. Hello, I'm Sam. I was on
5: the first ever part-time batch and we finished that in September, after six grueling months. Um, I worked at Moneybox before I started the batch and I still work at Moneybox now. And the reason for doing so was just to upskill and I'm now able to have conversations that I was never able to have before. And like Raj, I still uh, try to practice coding every now and then in the waking hours of the morning. So In the mornings. Hardcore.
6: (laughs) So Sam, we'll start with you. Um, What were the biggest challenges for you at La Wagon, especially from part-time? So you're our only alumni from part-time at the moment. Um, We've got some people in the audience today who are considering the full-time batch or the part-time batch. Um, So maybe you could tell us what the challenges were. You know, it's six months, it was during the summer, it was two nights a week and Saturdays, so
5: so the obvious time commitment uh you've got a full-time job and then you're trying to do something in the evenings and the weekends and then fit in the rest of your life around it and the first kind of six to nine weeks you're really motivated and you're there on time every day and you're doing all the lectures you're doing all your flashcards and then as time goes by other things start to crop up and it's hard to Sometimes hard to find the motivation on a sunny Thursday um, when everyone's going to the pub and then you're like, oh, actually, I've got to go to coding. Um, And so I think you've got to have a real sense of why you're doing it. And fortunately for me, that sense didn't leave me. uh, And I was able to keep motivated and keep coming. And I think the fact that the lectures were available online that meant that I could consume them at my leisure. Um, which was r- like r- really useful rather than having to come in for those lectures as well. Um, and the rest the rest of the batch really helped us uh, stay motivated.
6: Okay, brilliant. Raj, can you tell us what your challenges were and knowing that you, cause a lot of people that come to do the bootcamp come to change their life, learn to code and, and completely career swap. But you came to the bootcamp knowing that you go back to the same career afterwards. Were there any points that you were going, why have I done this? Why am I doing this?
4: There wasn't a single moment, not a single moment where I thought, this is just a bad idea. Why did I do this? I think that, I mean, the challenges for me were very, very different. For a start, everybody around me was less than half my age. Um, so th- for me you know the the I was old and the I was doing something that 's completely new i 've never coded in my life before it, as a skill it 's very 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 different to the skills that I was used to exercising every single day um, and and at the same time, I had to keep up with you know young people whose minds are just frankly just more much more flexible than 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 my own um on top of that i you know i've got i i've got a family and and you know keeping all of that afloat while i'm doing this when my everybody's looking at me and my family looking what the fuck are you doing are you absolutely crazy you're just off on a frolic so i didn't even have the kind of the the overwhelming support of my family like this is really worthwhile and meaningful and you know we really respect what you're doing i had to convince them over a long period of time that it was actually worthwhile and i think it was wasn't until demo day when they came and saw and, 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 and frankly, it was all of my colleagues who really did like push up the, the, the kudos of what I'd just done because everybody was like young and cool. And there I was just tagging on alongside them, trying to impress, you know, a 16 year old and a 12 year old and another 50 year old, which is which is never easy.
6: Brilliant. So, Nayela, you were coming to the boot camp to change your career. Um, did you have any background in coding at all before you came to do that?
3: Yeah, so I had started out dabbling a little bit in HTML and CSS. So that was that was it really on Skill Crush. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the website, but it's another one of those like similar to Udemy tutorials website. But other than that, didn't have any real experience and then thought really thought I'd like lean towards the front end doing the bootcamp and found actually it was the opposite when I came I, I'm now a Ruby dev. Um, but in terms of what was difficult, like, so much self-doubt. And it's funny, because I'm back now doing TAing with the part-time batch, and I, like, I see that same suffering and anguish in, like, the everybody else's eyes, and it definitely passes. Um, yeah, a lot of self-doubt and a lot of... And actually, actually I was the opposite to you. I did occasionally think, like, have I made? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did wonder if I'd made the right decision a couple of times. But uh, I'm glad I pushed through and uh, stuck with it. I
4: mean, one thing that's really hard is, I mean, coding is hard. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, like, we're kind of just, like, skirting over one of the most Im- like, important difficulties of what it is that we're all in this room to do. Coding, it's bloody difficult. So if you're struggling with it, you know, welcome to the club. It's supposed to be hard. <laughs>
6: And what Alice would you say was the most challenging week did you have a moment in week three when you went oh I I think I've got this did you have a moment in week six week seven like where was your moment or your challenge on the boot camp um
2: I think I found quite a lot of it quite hard (laughs) um I'm not sure if I had like a like real moment of like sudden clarity maybe it was Airbnb, we when we had our own projects and we started building everything, you're like, Oh, actually like I kinda know how to do this. Marcus saying no. <laughs> 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 um, but I mean it all does come together and I think you I think it's quite easy to forget how much you didn't know at the beginning. Um, but then when you kind of look back at it, I was talking to my boyfriend, he's like, I don't understand anything that you've just like showed me, but it's really cool that you've made it. So I think don't forget that like you've probably started from like no or very little coding knowledge and that actually everything you do learn is is a lot in 9 weeks um, but for me I'm not yeah I'm not sure if there's any real moment of clarity but certainly was much better more much more knowledgeable by the end of it
6: was there, do you think you could go back to some of your challenges now and go, do you know what, I could do that five different ways and I could do it so much better than I did it last week, yeah. two days ago?
2: Definitely. I think it's quite interesting coming back to like old material because I think on the day or whatever the week you can find it quite difficult, but if you give it a couple of weeks you come back to it, actually everything you've learned in the meantime kind of helps it make a lot more sense. Um, so I think give it time, trust the system, and you will get there.
6: Oh, thank you. And so, Tanya. So you came from a completely different background. You know, you were in nursing before in healthcare. What was the big challenge for you during your time at Wagon?
1: I think mainly like changing career was like a massive thing because I came from being like in management to like starting all over again, and you know, hope you know, looking for like a junior developer role. So that's like massive pay cut, and they're like starting all over with like not not like. Not as old as you, but like I'm. (laughs) 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 I'm not like 18, like changing my career after uni. So it
4: was like
5: (laughs) it was like it was
1: like a big thing. Um, I think like changing the way I was thinking, because it's like in nursing, it's more like rational thinking, but in here with coding, it's more logical thinking. So, like, the computer doesn't understand anything. You basically have to tell, like, everything, like, step by step what it needs to be done. So, I, it te- took me a while. Um, yeah, that's one of the challenges, like, and leaving my job and, like, doing this full time and coming here, like, five days a week. Like, you know, here being here, like, nine to seven every day. So, that was, like, you know, reminded me, like, how it was back in uni. So, but our batch was really, really cool. So, we were a really social batch. We basically went out, like, every, every day. Yeah. <laughs> At the pub and it was really helpful and I met a lot of people that changed their careers as well So that was really inspiring to be together with everyone and like making a change like Jack similar age and all, all younger people as well, but yeah, yeah
6: twenty <laughs> yeah, What's been the biggest challenge um, so you've been graduated for a year now almost um, and you've been working since then What's been the biggest challenge in the workplace? So you know, we we tell you to trust the process, you listen to us and then you graduate and you realize that actually you can trust the process. And then you suddenly are taken out of the comfort of the wagon and put into the workplace where you're coding for real now and, and the code that you do and the code that you push actually has an impact on a company. I mean, what were the challenges you faced there?
1: I think I got really lucky with Traded.io. So um, our setup there is very similar to Luagon's. I think Luagon's got re- really good setup, like in terms like uh, code review, because you have, you do pair programming as well. And during like your project week, you review each other's code. So we follow really good processes here that really helped me to transition into like So which... Like, we have code reviews with two other um, senior developers, and you review other people's code, and you give comments on them as well. And we follow, um, we have a Jira board, it's very similar to Trello, uh, you might use during your project week. Uh, we have stand-up as well. So, um, I think we, at um, Logan we have a really good process, so it wasn't that difficult for me to transition into real work which is really what I wanted anyways because the reason I chose uh, Luagon was because it's more product oriented and startup oriented so that was the reason so I didn't have a massive challenge from going from here to real work because I feel like I was prepared uh, for real work and well, do you well, feel
6: <laughs> that now you've obviously grown so much in a year as a dev, you've learned so much, but also um, the skills that you had before as a nurse helped you in your career change and yeah. you've got more more to offer to an employer than just being a junior dev.
1: Yes, massively, like at work, especially like I think my communication skills really helped as a nurse, I was able to talk to anybody like and make them feel comfortable. So at work, I do quite a lot of training and and mentoring and also like uh, for onboarding process for new new starters. I do presentations on how we do stuff at Trey. Um, yeah, I'm involved in a lot of events and um, influencing people. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think any skill that you have from your previous jobs are really really helpful it's not just coding skills anyone can learn to code like you're not born with like coding skills i started with nothing i came from nursing and then like made into a dev like uh you know after doing a boot camp for nine nine weeks so i think anyone can do
6: it so yeah thank you And so Jack, you came to the bootcamp knowing that you were going to be an entrepreneur, that you were coming here to learn the skills to be able to build, thank you, um, to be able to build your own product at the end. Um, What kind of challenges did you face doing that? Because obviously that's different to someone who's coming to the bootcamp to change their career, knowing that they'll go into a team that they can learn from. Obviously you had different challenges.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's interesting because I, I came to the wagon with the mindset of knowing that like my previous life had so little sort of similar to a few of the other panel so little to do with coding um, obviously coming from a filmmaking background and also being like I guess from a sort of technical point of view just being so you know not being involved in any kind of technical uh, learning at all like and also like picking code as well I mean like you know I'm very dyslexic so it's kind of like probably the worst uh, combination of things I, Knowing that I had a, a product to build at the end of it, um, it was, for me, I think the biggest challenge was almost like kind of the confidence, m- more than anything, of actually knowing, like, you know, committing to this, you know, three-month, you know, nine-week course, or whatever. Um, committing, obviously, financially, time, everything going into it, you're really investing in yourself. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it was actually a really great challenge. Um, Even though I think from week two, I realized I was never going to be a back-end developer. Um, That just wasn't sort of my destiny. But fortunately, as the course went on, we started doing uh, front-end work. And then straight away, I was kind of like, right, okay, this is where like you know my skills lie um, i just clicked with html and css and that's where i kind of really felt at home uh, and, I, and it kind of felt for me like it was a really uh beneficial challenge at that point and that's like right how much can i learn how much can i then take from the course and apply it to what i'm going to do afterwards um so yeah overall it, it, it was great and, and i'd say as well just sort of overall uh challenge um it's just the kind of, you know, it's kind of like running a marathon, you know, it's kind of like an intense week. You're like, oh my God, my brain's melting a little bit. I can't believe this. And then it's like, all right, that's just week one and then week two and then week three, then week four. And so like by week five, it's really like, I don't think I can learn anymore. Like physically like it can't, there's no more that can go in, um, but it does. And you and you realize actually like your speed of like ramping up and learning is, um, you know, does grow. And yeah, like I say, it all, it all kind of comes, comes together at the end.
6: And how beneficial do you think it is as now the owner of a new product, a new company to be able to understand the complete workings of your product? Oh like. my
0: God, like, like, any, like, it's like anything in life, really. It's kind of like, you know, I always make the comparison to like, you know, if you've got something broken at your house and you get someone over to come fix it and they could tell you anything, you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, fine, that sounds great. Um, whereas when I kind of started thinking about building a tech product before and people would talking at me, it kind of, yeah, it's gonna cost this much, you gotta do this and you've got, and I'd be like, just glaze over. I'm like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. But now, after you know, after week one of doing the I was like, right, I get the lingo, I know what they're talking about. You know, it's even something as simple as seeing like, oh, I wrote, you know, this is going to take like fifty lines of code, and it's like, kind of, is irrelevant. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you just know the kind of the vernacular and like the language. Um, so yeah, oh, it, it helps massively, and I think that for me was like the biggest takeaway from the even though. I'm not a back-end developer or, you know, I, you know, I'm never going to build a product in that way. At least I could talk to developers in their language. I know the kind of workflows. I know how long things are going to potentially take. It, it's funny, spending four months building a product straight after the batch um, with a course mate.
6: Actually, we can... So the course mate actually lectures you on Fridays, both batches. So.
0: Johnny Gates, if anyone knows Johnny. yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Johnny and I were basically... Before this batch started, there was a co-working space down here and we just spent four months basically staring at each other for four months. He did back end, I did front end. And um, we, we yeah, we were kind of like in that real kind of, it was basically like product week for four months. Um, and yeah, so it was pretty intense. And uh, it was really great. I mean, we thought it was gonna take a month to build. It ended up taking four. Um,
6: Why was that? Can you elaborate on that a bit more or?
0: God, I mean. If anyone here is thinking about building a product after the, uh, after the batch or has an idea, come speak to me because I learned so much. Um, we just predicted. We were like, yeah, probably take a, take a, take a month. Yeah, like full-time? Yeah, a month. Fine. Uh, you just learn as you go. You re- realize what features work, what doesn't work. We had a load of user feedback constantly, so we were getting in. Um, it's a social media app, so we were getting social media influencers in to look at our kind of skeleton kind of uh, frames and stuff like that. And, yeah, they were like... Um, that doesn't make sense to us. And we were like, it doesn't? Right, OK. Well, that was a week of dev just out the window. Um, so yeah, it, oh God, it, it, you just realize as you, you're kind of like building the tracks as the train moves forward kind of thing. So you just can't envisage it. And also, we're, we were both highly inexperienced. Like, I mean, both of us were coming out this totally new. So and that's a great thing in a way. Like, I love that. It was You kind of learn by doing. It was awesome. Yeah.
6: And Alice, when was it in the boot camp that you had that moment that everything just clicked? I know you said it was around Airbnb project weeks. Maybe you didn't have that moment at all um, and it wasn't until now you're in your new role, Um, but did you have that or did you have a week that you really struggled with and then the next week you got and and you had this balance? What was your experience like?
2: Um, I definitely found the last couple of days of Ruby pretty difficult. Um, but then I think, Senator to Jack, moving on to the front end, I actually really enjoyed. Um, and I think for me, that was kind of, I mean, I don't code in my job now. I'm a product manager. But for me, that's when I was like, oh, actually, like this is really cool. This makes a lot of sense. Um, and even though I don't code, I mean, it's something that I, I'm still really glad that I know. And it certainly, I wouldn't have my job now if I didn't understand a lot of this stuff and even stuff like a lot of the work that we do is focused on APIs and that came up in my interview. So if, you know, I'm still kind of talking the jargon and having those conversations every day and similarly to Jack again, I'm talking to developers every day and I think they really appreciate the fact that, um, you know, I understand what they're talking about and kind of can have a good gauge on how how long things will take um, and actually what they're talking about, um, which has been really, really helpful.
6: And coming into the bootcamp, did you think I want to be a product manager when I leave a- product manager when I leave or did you was that something you learned along the journey of um,
2: I was pretty open when I came in I think for me part of the reason I wanted to do this boot camp is because I jumped into my first role post uni which ended up being a sort of four-year role too soon um, but it was lucky enough because I worked in recruitment to speak to a lot of CTOs and heads of product um, and always thought they had really interesting roles but wasn't quite sure what that meant for me specifically but I knew that's kind of where I wanted to be um, but what I found really useful through Wagon was because I actually leveraged the alumni network really well and actually spoke to a couple of people uh, during the course and also after I left and just pinged a bunch of them messages on LinkedIn and, and a couple of them got back to me and had copies with me and was really helpful and interesting to kind of hear what their day to day was like and why they ended up going into product versus being a developer um, and for me again it was really helpful during my own interview processes because I could speak uh, more clearly around why exactly I wanted to make this career change and why product was the right role for me. So I think Luagan wasn't just a place for me to learn how to code. It was also kind of a broader community and network to help me kind of make that big career change.
6: And did you stay for many of the talks that we had in the first five weeks of the boot camp?
2: Yeah, I think... For me, the, uh, we had a couple of alumni talks which were really helpful, and there was also one given by a PM at Lexu, Annie Gilchrist, who um, did a talk on MVP, so minimum viable product, um, which again, for me, was really helpful now in my current job, but also, again, in my interview processes, being able to kind of speak more fluently, even though I didn't come from a tech background around sort of agile processes and what, you know, the difference between waterfall and agile is and so on, and kind of show that I had at least a base level knowledge of what the product manager role would be like.
6: Okay, brilliant, thank you. And Niela, so you said that you thought you'd be more front end coming into this experience and then turned out that you were back end. Is that what, something that you discovered during the boot camp, during, during all the lectures, like how did that process happen?
3: Yeah, so that actually, that was something I discovered during the boot camp, And I think I came into it with that expectation of like, I'm really not very mathematically minded at all. Um, and I just assumed that to be a back-end dev, you had to be very mathematically minded. And as it turns out, I just found that with the back-end, it's so much easier to debug. There's so much more logic to it. It's easy to pinpoint where the problems are happening, whereas with the front-end, I'm like, it's ugly, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's basically what happened there. And it was definitely, I remember really looking forward to the front-end weeks and then getting to them and being like, oh. Uh, This is like nothing looks right and it's all skewed and so if anything
6: you had the opposite thing you were like That's gonna be my moment and you got there and you're like, oh no like actually it's back end. That is something that I would like to focus on more
3: Yeah, which was actually I was kind of dismayed because I'd struggled so hard with the back end (laughs) I was expecting to get to the front and be like, ooh Um, and you know the whole the whole question about when was that moment if it helps that moment when it clicked didn't happen for me until about like month three or four of my job um so don't worry if you feel like everyone's like oh now it'll make sense it'll come but when you least expect it
6: <laughs> can you like just tell us why maybe you felt like that or what was it in your in your role in your company um i mean it, it was it different to the wagon what was it what you were expecting leaving the Le can you maybe talk us through that so
3: I think what the difference was was the pace of LoWagon
6: Wagon because I did the
3: full-time batch and it is non-stop. Like I used to get home, I once got home and tried to tap into my house with my Oyster card. I fell asleep fully clothed on more than one occasion. And I think moving into a job, there was just much more space to think. Um, I was really blessed with them, um, a really great workplace where there's a lot of um, emphasis placed on development and learning and pairing. And I think when you're in a job, you'll find that unless you're starting your own thing, in which case, yeah, that space will stay the same, you'll find that actually, you have so much more time to process things. I think that is the biggest difference.
6: And maybe I guess some people sitting in the audience now, they have the worry that they're going to enter somewhere as a junior and they need to be able to completely understand the whole process. Um, was that the case for you or, or was it actually like, we understand you're a junior. Um, so when you start this role, we don't expect you to understand the whole capabilities of, of what it is to be a back-end developer. Um, how did you find fitting in in, in that role?
3: Yeah, so I'm
6: um, blessed
3: with a very, very good workplace uh, and a very supportive manager. And th- like all my teammates, actually, um, one of whom is a uh, Lewagana himself, he's there. Um, they c- completely understood what it's like to come from a, a t- from a boot camp, especially as someone with a very non-technical background. Um, so I was really encouraged to ask questions. Um, I was really encouraged to say when, you know, put my hand up and say when I didn't understand anything. And I think that's a big thing is like I find a lot of coding is letting go of your ego and feeling the need to understand everything all the time and also like it's okay to say I don't understand and people expect it and I think you will find that you learn a lot more if you're much more willing to put your hand up and be like I just don't get it right now please help.
6: Okay perfect thank you and Raj so you obviously came into this experience knowing that you were going back to your similar career well your career um did you have that moment where it was like I get it. Like, I know what's happening.
4: Yeah. I, I, can I just develop something that you said before I go on to that? Because I think it's actually so, so important, so valuable. And and it's about that click moment. And and, and actually, I was so much of the things that you said as well, Alice, resonated. And Alice, by the way, is full of shit because she was on the batch <laughs> with me. And when she said she wasn't good on back end, like the second week, I think it was, I paired up with her. And, like, consistently, I was like, Alice, can you help me with this? And, and she was very, very kind to me, and she was helping me with all the back-end stuff. And kind of what that brings me on to, listening to what Naila said as well, is it's, it's about, it's, it's, you know, it's so subjective. What the click moment is, it's entirely subjective, right? I could go round this room and ask all of you, the stuff that you did today, how much of it do you think you understood? And you'll all give different answers because that answer is by reference to your tolerance level for what you are prepared not to understand, right? And that's, that's really important, I think, for you all to understand. Because if somebody next to you says, oh, I get it, that doesn't mean they get it by reference to the definition of getting it that you have. It just means that they get it by reference to the definition of getting it that they have. And that's absolutely fucking irrelevant, right? To you, it's irrelevant. And so what I, the reason I'm saying this is because we all, we all look at each other to judge ourselves, and it's just the wrong way of doing it. And, and frankly, having lived for so long it's one of the benefits (laughs) and I figured that out and it maybe took me a lot longer (laughs) it maybe took me a lot longer but I can at least shortcut that for you get it now and understand that getting it is actually it's a function of you right and so for me I can answer that question but it's probably irrelevant to you Uh, for me I got it um, you know, maybe three weeks after the boot camp, because that's when I, f- I figured that, you know, this is, this is, for my definition of getting it, I, I'm, I'm kind of there now. When I was doing the boot camp, I was flying by the seat of my pants every single day and living with the tolerance level that I was comfortable with, that I don't need to get it all because I've got a support structure around me provided by LeWagon called the ticket. I love a good ticket. I love a ticket. Use the ticket. So I've got that support structure. And I had Alice, right, in the room that I could ask. I mean, like, can you help me with this? So it's, 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 it's a case of getting, you know, getting it. And, and, and you're, you know, in your job, right? The fact that you have got people around you that you can ask that's, that's teamwork, that's power. Right. And you've got to use that. So I don't I don't think I don't think this is about getting it to make yourself happy. It's about working in a team and actually being able to say, I'd like to understand this better. Can you please help me? And that's it. And just 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 have the ability, the the, the, the ability and the confidence to say that. And you will get on so much better in whatever job you do. Not, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's coding, nursing, law. Just have that confidence to say that. Ask those buggers all the questions that you need to ask to help you get to the tolerance level that you're comfortable with.
6: And also, if you think about it, like in my day-to-day job in, in all your day-to-day jobs and the jobs you did before you did La Wagon, you would sit to your colleague and you'd say, oh, I need to do this. Can you can you just read through my email? Because I don't know if it sounds, you know, I don't know if it sounds too rushed or, or whatever. Do you think it sounds good enough? So actually, you can go into your roles and you can do the same thing. Only you're not asking about an, an email. You're asking about a line of code or something like that. So. Don't feel the pressure when you're looking for new jobs that you actually have to know anything because if you kind of translate it to your old job or or your old career, you would sit there and you would say, hey, read my email or quickly look at this post before I put it on LinkedIn or can we have a a, a coffee? I'm really, you know, I'm stuck in a rut. I really need some help doing this. So I guess that's a really good point because you do that every day. So don't be scared to do it in your next role or, or your next job.
4: Yeah, and there's just one more thing, if I may, and that, and and it's it's, and I and I don't care whether it's controversial in this room or not, but it's 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 gender actually, it's 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 along the gender lines, and and what I found is is that is that women will beat themselves up a little bit more about having a different tolerance level to men, and my bet is if you go if you went round the room, the the men will be more willing to say they get it than the women. And I see that in my in my in my industry and 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 it's it's a problem because the men will they'll they'll big themselves up in a way that is perhaps unnatural. It, it, it will, and, and and what happens is that the women in the room then will on average just regress a little bit and not push themselves forward because the men are a little bit louder, a little bit more forward, a little bit more confident about talking about the, you know, their ability. And, and, and my, my, my advice is, and not everybody will agree with this, and they don't have to, and maybe it's the start of a discussion, right? <laughs> but my, my advice is, is that don't look at the people around you again, and if the person next to you is a man who's saying they get it, discount it.
6: <laughs> Brilliant. And another thing, our point is, Especially, sorry guys, but for women in tech, it's such a thing at the moment. So take the opportunity and go to all the events, meet all the hiring partners, show them why you're such a value to a team. So, yeah, I definitely think that's true. Perfect. So, Sam, so what was your biggest challenge or I've got it moment? And of course, you're the only person here who had a different experience to everyone else. You were here for six months. So maybe the process was a lot slower for you to understand it or get it or your version of, yeah, I think I could do this, you know. How did you feel?
5: I think as soon as you get shown Rails uh, Rails scaffold, you're like, ah. Oh.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Just type in a few lines and I've got a whole app. Um, I think initially, initially you're doing all of these very, you're doing these very small things in isolation. You're looking at them and going, how on earth does that make an app? And then you get further down the line and these small things that you've been doing have been done to help you understand what you're actually doing. So when you get to the Rails shortcut, whatever, you actually understand the principles behind what you're doing and therefore this thing that you've built isn't a monster that you don't understand. It's something that's helps you and it therefore becomes a tool. So I think once you can see Rails as a tool and rather than a monster, I think it's, it's a lot easier and therefore you can go, I can build these things, I can Google this. Um, and the biggest aha moment was I went to work one day and I was quite vocal about the fact I was doing the course and I was speaking to one of the developers and he was saying, oh, how's the course going? I said, um, I've had to Google quite a lot of stuff recently. And he goes, well, what, what do you think we do? So I was like, so I'm, I'm qualified for your job, but now." So I think I felt pretty happy after that.
6: Perfect. And why was it Lawagen that you, you decided to use Wagon? Was it because of the languages you use? Is it because we offered part time and it worked with your schedule?
5: I think it was the, f- when I looked, it was one of the only part time uh, batches available. And kind of, I liked the fact that it was more focused on getting you from nothing to wherever you wanted to be. So it's not like you are going to be a developer. It's if you want to be a product manager, you can do that. If you want to be a developer, you can do that. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you can do that. And I've got a bit of an entrepreneurial background, I've had some businesses. And so I thought, for me, I want to be able to prototype something and therefore a prototype with a development team would probably cost me the equivalent of this course. So all I'm really paying is the six months in time. And then I've got the skill to prototype something as many times as I want in the future. And therefore economically that makes the best sense to me.
6: Cool. And what's life look like for you after the bootcamp? I mean, obviously you were doing the bootcamp for six months. So did you just have like the biggest demo day after party and then not look at code for a while? Like, how did you?
5: I had eight weeks off, which was longer than I liked. Um, So I carried on working that time, but I went on holiday for a little bit and forgot about what a laptop was um, and cycling to Shoreditch in the dark. Um, And then, Uh, I've tried to fit it in around work so my work's got quite demanding recently but what I'd like to do is I'm a psycho, I get up at five in the morning um, I cycle to the gym, go to the gym and then with the hour that I have left I try and do an hour of coding before work Uh, some mornings that's possible some mornings that's not but I'm averaging about three hours a week try chipping away at my project um (laughs) Uh, spending a lot of time on Google and a lot of time on Stack Overflow, watching lectures again, um, and just recycling all of that old stuff that we've got, uh, trying to progress this project. And Jack scared me by saying it took him four months, because at my pace, that's going to take me a hell of a long time.
4: We <laughs> discounted that twenty percent; it was still
6: interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how much do you still go back and watch the lectures, or do you go over challenges? Like, do you find that a really handy tool to have now out of the bootcamp?
5: Yeah, so when I'm stuck, it's wow. I mean, I go to help the help channel on Slack first because um, I'm lazy and I can't be bothered to Google. Uh, but then once I delve into the kind of stack overflows and various places that you can find solutions, you usually can dig something out uh, and then if all else fails, you can offer to buy the wagon staff beer and try and meet up with them um, and Arthur accepted that offer so.
6: Arthur will accept that offer every time, don't worry <laughs> um, Okay Raj, what's life after the boot camp looked for you? Because obviously some people in the room are going to go back to the same careers um, but maybe they're going to go back and now have the technical aspect to back up what they've done or they can work on side projects how's how's it looked for you so you're coding at the weekends
4: Yeah, no. life after the boot camp has been is been pretty awesome um i mean i've 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 really missed and it goes back to the community i've really really missed the people um i can't tell you the i mean i wasn't looking for friends or connections (laughs) um but the people i met my goodness i mean they're just wonderful absolutely wonderful people and and so bloody bright. And you know, they just just so that that for me has been a big, big part of um what I've what I've missed since. Um you know, life afterwards. I mean I'm 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 back in a career, but you know, when I go out and see clients that don't really know me, one of the things that I always show them is the iCare BNB app that um, we built during demo day and it's fantastic they look at me in a completely different way <laughs> they do they do and that's and that's but that's really really valuable um, you know there is this site to me that that does this other thing that can do this other thing and and i think that's that's huge and so i i wouldn't i wouldn't hide that under a bushel after you do the boot camp i would use it parade it um, cause, and you'd be really bloody proud of it because the skills that you get after this boot camp, they're massive. They're so important. They allow you to understand so much that I didn't understand before. And, and on that note, if I may, and that, and, and that is that people, people would come to me and try and sell me stuff, um, or like legal tech. And I would look at it and I would think, that's shit, that's shit, that's shit. And now... I look at it and I go, that's really shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's
4: really. really Really, <laughs> shit. I mean, and, and so, and, and that's valuable because it validates what you thought before, but in, a, in an entirely meaningful way. So that's-
6: Do you go to websites now and click inspect and go, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm not that bored. <laughs> um, so, so that's been a real part of it. Um, one of the other things that I'm really happy about after the bootcamp is that I'm trying to take- the product that uh, we built during Demo Day Forward. And it's a, it's a charity app. And, and so trying to take that forward, it's, it's basically, if you don't know, it's, 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 a, it's an app that tries to connect um, people who have got spare rooms. Basically, it's like Airbnb with a heart. So um, people with spare rooms will allow people who need emergency accommodation to stay in their spare rooms instead of doing it for um, money. And, and And maybe the model will accommodate um, a heavily discounted room instead which is which is also fine um, but i 've you know since the boot camp i 've had meetings with um, the Ministry of Justice, a couple of charities who are interested in taking it forward, and um you know i 've got p r people who are willing to stand by and actually market it and so you know that's that 's really exciting, and that 's something that you know people don 't really expect of um a, a lawyer who who does corporate law on a daily basis so you know to have to add that to you know what i do is and it's great because i can you know I, I go home and i can talk about it and my kids will actually listen to me about it rather than you know the other stuff that they've got no interest in so it's it's really
6: nice but also you got that product from the last two weeks of the boot camp yeah. so when we say to you guys you know you'll have a fully functioning mvp that you can take out there it's true like, yeah People don't look at it and go, "Oh, cool! Like it, it looks no, like." No, I mean version. honestly, the
4: cl- clients are just like, "You did this?" I said, "Yeah, like with three other, you know, with sorry, I say three other kids, which is really <laughs> weird, but um, yeah, like with three other kids, uh, we did this together, and um, and 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 honestly, it's like it's so it's so much more of an interesting conversation than than trying to sell them, you know, the legal stuff. Which, but it opens the doors to looking at me in a different way which allows that to happen more more readily
6: and jack so you did for the final two weeks you did your idea didn't you that you pitched
0: so not the uh, product, like not no. Wrinkle, but yes, so we did an uh, idea that I pitched. It was called Whisket, and it was essentially uh, a website where you could find home cooked food in your local area. So like on your way home from work, you could essentially pick up something that someone had cooked in your local area. Um, and essentially it was a cheaper and more healthy way of eating takeaway, essentially, uh, for someone who absolutely hates cooking um, and but likes eating healthily, um, especially while doing a boot camp. It was just something of like a kind of a, a great solution that I wanted at the time. Um, so yeah, I, I um, so we so I pitched that and um, it got a good response on this sort of the pitch night. Uh, and that was a hundred percent like when the core started coming into its own for me. Um, and I'd say to anyone who's doing like now or was thinking about it, like that. Um, element of pitching a product is so useful. Even if you think to yourself, like it's not necessarily gonna be something which I'm gonna do maybe when I leave the course, actually having a safe environment to do that in is really great. Um, Would you
6: say the same with presenting on demo day? Cause I know we're gonna have some people now that will be like, oh, I can't present on demo day. It's so many people. Sure. But again, you're in a safe environment sure. and it's a skill that if you practice in a safe environment, my God, it can set you in such great stead for the future.
0: 100% and I think, like, you know, it is a really safe environment. It is still quite daunting. I mean, I don't know how many people it is, like 200, 300 people in the crowd or whatever. Um, but it is, the best, it is the best place to do it. Like, rather than doing that in front of a bunch of investors or potentially, like, a huge company that's, like, you know presenting actual work, it's the best place to do it And So I highly recommend it. And I say, the team that you're working in as well, you just had that discussion. Guys, who actually wants to do this? Who doesn't want to do it? Who is maybe a little bit scared, just needs a little bit of encouragement to do it? Um, so I think you all naturally gra- uh, naturally gravitate towards it. Or doing. maybe
6: you could find a part where everybody can have a little say on for the sure. mic or a little demo on the, on the product. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. One more yeah. question
6: for you. As the guy whose idea it was, and you were then working in a team, sure. Did you maybe struggle with letting go of some of the direction of the product or did you maybe struggle with working as a team on an idea that was yours and and not being the leader of the team necessarily? Did Um, did
0: you have that? I I think with a lot of like team stuff, it's kind of you have to uh, manage essentially personalities before like kind of, you know, everyone's going to have their own little skill sets. in terms of letting go of the idea, 100%, like, that was fine because ultimately it was just a fun exercise. So there's nothing really resting too much on it. And I would say any advice to any of you guys out there is just treat it as a good experiment. Like, don't think of it as, like, kind of, right, we've got to nail this business idea and all that kind of stuff. Use it as a learning curve. Use it as an opportunity to actually bring something that, you know, it essentially just comes out of your imagination. So use it and, and have fun with it. Um, in terms of working with the team, I mean, first of all, from a back-end point of view, I mean... Definitely had to let go of that uh, part of it. Um, I mean, these guys were making jokes earlier about co-jokes, and I was like, what the hell are these guys joking about? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you definitely have to sort of, like, rely on other people's skill sets. And you're just you, you essentially, uh, you know, from a, my own background uh, um, as a filmmaker, you're essentially you know working with different personalities anyway so that I sort of naturally gravitate towards that kind of thing of managing people but all it is is every morning getting around the table saying like all right guys what's everyone want to do today uh what's everyone working on what problems are people facing what you know and then you just sort of find it navigate your way through that there'll be high stress situations but you just have to work together as a team
2: thanks for listening to the wagon live tune in next week for another episode if you haven't already make sure you subscribe by hitting the subscribe button